My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, Because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see and hear, but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see in your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see but did not see it, and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it. And the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy. But he has no root and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. The Gospel of the Lord.
few years ago, there was a, a story in the news about a police officer named Officer Nate, and he was working an overtime shift when he was directed to respond to an emergency call. The cop happened to be just around the block and was able to reach the incident in just a few seconds, and he arrived to discover that an older man had collapsed and had stopped breathing. So he performed CPR on the man until the fire department and emergency squad responded. Officer Nate shared that over the years that he's had his career in law enforcement, he's been called on to perform CPR a few times, but this was the first time he had ever been able to revive someone. Soon after, the medics could transport the man to the hospital, and Officer Nate just continued on his day with various other calls and emergencies that he needed to respond to, somewhat putting this particular call out of his mind. A few days later, while on patrol again, he was summoned back to police headquarters. And when he entered into the station lobby, there was a younger man that was standing there waiting for him. And it turned out it was just this man's father who Officer Nate had done CPR on. And he had just come by to the station hoping to thank the officer who saved his father's life. Officer Nate was overjoyed and just happy and excited to meet the man and started to shake his hand just as the man explained that his father passed away the following day. And Officer Nate was stunned and he instantly stopped in his tracks. He said he felt horrible for even being excited for the moment. We want the happy, triumphant, Hollywood-style ending, don't we? You know the ending where the next day there are pictures of a grateful man in his hospital gown on the road to recovery, shaking hands with a humbled but proud officer who could chalk this up as a, one of the good ones, one of the positive ends, when so many of the majority of his calls, just because of the nature of police work, so often end on a negative and unpleasant note. That's very understandable, natural human desire. And what makes it understandable, natural human desire is that it's relatable. How many people are doing the right things and with the best of intentions and end up frustrated that those, those best efforts don't meet the remotest of our expectations? And that's so often followed by disappointment and discouragement flooding in. And it could be anything and anyone. The student who does the work who studies, gets their homework done, they're prepared for class, they cram for that test, they don't cheat, and they still struggle in that course. The employee who treats their coworkers with respect, they do the work consistently and competently, they don't suck up to their bosses and they don't cut down those around them, but they don't get the promotion, they don't get any raise, they don't get any recognition. Parents who've done everything they could for their kids, took them to Mass every Sunday, sent them to Catholic school or brought them to CCD, and now their kids don't practice the faith or seem to have any faith at all anymore. Even as a priest, I have to admit discouragement in my ministry. I'm trying to be attentive to the different responsibilities. I try to be supportive and encouraging to our students and the staff and the missionaries who work with us, be open and creative, new ideas and outreaches that they might come up with. Why hasn't mass attendance doubled? The beauty of this parable that Jesus offers today in this gospel of the sower and the seeds is that Jesus relates to the frustrations we can encounter 
in finding our sometimes best, noblest, most virtuous efforts just not producing the results that we hoped for or even expected. Think about what we just heard in that parable. A majority of the examples that Jesus offers in three out of four of the scenarios, the sower's efforts result seemingly in nothing. Birds, rocky soil, thorns, they all thwart the efforts of the farmer planting the seeds. It's just that one instance where the seed meets the rich soil that it produces this abundant harvest growing 160 or 30 fold. And the more I sit with this parable, the more this quote from St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta comes to mind. When she was asked about the incredibly challenging work that she undertook with her sisters in serving the poorest of the poor, those dying and discarded and forgotten by seemingly everyone, including their families, where no matter what she and her sisters were able to do, there was this never-ending and growing numbers of people in need. And in the face of all that, she didn't give in to exhaustion or frustration. She responded simply, God has not called me to be successful. He's called me to be faithful. Just imagine if we really believed that and trusted that. God asks us to be faithful to his word, to his commands, to his direction in our lives. He asks us faithfully just to sow the seeds, be the best parents, be the best grandparents, be the best sons and daughters, employees, students, priests that we can be. He asks us to faithfully, lovingly do whatever it is that we've been called to do in this life. He wants us to do the works of mercy, caring for the poor, attending to the sick, clothing the naked, feeding the hungry, visiting the imprisoned, and doing all of it for him, knowing that sometimes our best efforts are not going to yield the crop that we wanted, whether that means we didn't get the response or reaction we hoped for, or it seems like it didn't do anything, or nothing seems different. None of those things that we allow to judge and determine so many aspects of our lives in this world to determine success. Jesus tells us that in the life of faith, that's not what defines their importance. And for the perfectionists among us, and here I'm really preaching to myself, that's essential. God is in charge, not you or me. God has not called me to be successful. He's called me to be faithful. Oftentimes, we might not ever know the importance or the effect of that faithfulness, of that work. Officer Nate said, after he apologized for being so excited to meet the son of the man he saved, only to learn that he died the next day, the guy said, no, I appreciate you so much. Because you brought my dad back, I could fly in from Florida and say goodbye to him one last time before he passed. And the officer revealed, I don't get too emotional very often on this job anymore, but my eyes were flooded as we hugged. And then another family member posted on her Facebook page, today we met the police officer that performed CPR on our dad and brought him back long enough for our family to spend another precious day with him. There are no words that can describe how truly thankful we are. And they said to him, you will always be in our hearts, stay safe out there. 
not the Hollywood story, happy, heroic ending that we wanted, but from the perspective of eternity, this chapter ending like that could have been even more important and meaningful than that cop or that family could have imagined. Jesus calling us to be faithful wants us to trust that the work of sowing seeds is indeed noble and important work. Too often it's our expectations that can take the joy out of the things in this life. That time I went that extra mile to help someone only to have them fail us in some way. They didn't respond in any gratitude. They squandered the money I offered them. So often it's our expectations that can even take the joy of being a Christian away from us. That time we prayed for that sick relative. That time we, we pushed ourselves to go to Mass and felt less than inspired. The time we offered forgiveness to someone simply because Jesus asked us to and the person didn't really deserve it or even appreciate it. And all those in countless other ways, instead of feeling foolish in our helping or our offering or serving, Jesus wants us to rejoice in knowing we were faithful. Remembering that all we have here is God's gift to us in the first place. He blesses us to bless others. And he is blessed and he's glorified when we go about doing just that, sowing the seeds he's entrusted us with.